Actually, I don't feel like I'm a radical. Hallelujah. Oh, shit. Oh, okay, everybody, I'm <laughs> going to mute all live. out again. I'm back on. Can you hear me? Yes. No. <laughs> I'm going to mute you all out and um, start the call. And finally, geez, Louise, what are we? It's an hour into the show. <laughs> oh, it's already started. It's recording. Well, hallelujah. And I didn't even press start. It just started automatically. I don't know how that worked, but usually I have to start it. Anyway, welcome everybody. Sorry it took me an hour to get on. I'm I'm on a different phone entirely. I'm on my son's phone and I don't know how long it's gonna work for because it's a straight talk phone, so it's you know, through Walmart or somewhere. But uh anyway. <sighs> what an ordeal. I couldn't get through to Skype. Skype won't let me in. I keep getting an IO error. I we've started the computer probably a dozen times, and I'm not exaggerating, and uh, I still get the same I.O. error, so I don't know what to do. Great, Gazoo, you've been unmuted. You had your hand up? Uh, no, that was from before. Sorry. Oh, okay. Anyway, <laughs> I didn't have a guest for tonight. Well, I did. I wanted to get uh, uh, a lady, but let me check my email because... I haven't even opened my email. I've been so frustrated with this talk shoot business and, and Skype giving me this problem. I don't know. Let me open my email and see if she emailed me back. Or she's on here, isn't she? Um, uh, don't see... No, lady. Okay, well, didn't uh, get an email back from her, so I wasn't sure, but she had emailed me and that she had some success in court and wanted her to uh, share. I'm not getting sound as a subscriber near Angela. Now I hear, oh, okay, yeah, I couldn't come on before. Skype wasn't letting me in, still has, and I'm using my son's phone right now to call in, so we'll see how long this lasts. I don't know if it's going to let me stay on here for an hour or more. Maybe we'll just call it quits early, since I don't like holding a phone up to my ear. I'm I'm just uh, so frustrated and upset. So anyway... uh, Anybody want to talk to me? Just raise your hand. Oh, there, Jerry71, you've been unmuted. Did you have something to say? Hello? Jerry71, you've been unmuted. A lot of scratchy noises. Jerry71. Hello, hello. Uh, do you have a mute button on, maybe? Or oh well, I'll leave you unmuted if you want to talk. Fine. Anybody else want to communicate anything? Say hello. You know, boo. How hot it is. Press star eight, and I'll unmute you. 
better charge the battery. Oh, the phone's been on the charger the whole time. Yeah, what an ordeal is right, smoking a bowl. But, uh, I don't know. I have to get this straightened out. I can't do this. I'm going to find out if there's an alternative to Skype. I'm just going to let Skype go because I can't deal with this. <laughs> yeah, 58 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Anybody want to say anything? Harry 71, you're unmuted. You're a bunch of flashy noise out of here. I'm going to mute you back out because that's just very noisy. Press star 8 again if you figure it out. Uh, anybody else have something to say? Hello. Hello. Hi, Angela. Hi. Hi, uh... How am I? <laughs> How are you? Yeah. Yeah. It's been over an hour. I've been trying to get uh-huh. on the call. It's like ridiculous. It's a good thing I didn't have anyone scheduled. I had it by sent in a lady an email and also NASA Steve, but we're, he didn't want to be called that anymore. So we're just going to call him Steve Emerson. He's the man in Florida that uh, doesn't pay, pay property tax. But he said I I got him to come on next Thursday. So he said I'll be on next Thursday. So well, that's a good thing. But yeah, uh, what's you, going on you, with you? Didn't you have that guy on before, like Orlando Steve or something was his name, right? Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't want to be called Orlando Steve because he doesn't know where that came from. I don't know. I don't know. Somebody, I, it's on his Skype, you know. On his Skype, I think it said that. But I'm not sure. I have, yeah. His Skype says uh, NASA ELP. And then it's got a picture of the space shuttle going up. We're in ready to go up. I don't know where Orlando Steve came from. I I don't know. Because he doesn't want to be called that anymore. (laughs) So I said, okay. (laughs) He wants to go by his last name, too. So we'll do that. Emerson. Steve Emerson. He was the guy who was talking about property tax, how they put you on the roll as having a business and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, that was interesting. Yeah, he, uh, he, I guess he was on a Gillis call the other night. He said he was <laughs> put on a call. He wasn't intending to be on the call, but somebody bushwhacked him. Roddy K <laughs> got him to go on. But anyway, uh, I've been trying to get him on my call for ages, and he keeps either, you know, uh, canceling or something's up or he's too nervous. But he said he'll do it next Thursday, so I'm going to hold him to it. Yeah, the past few calls have been really good. Like the last five, six calls have been really good. Oh, thank you. I think all of our calls are good. (laughs) Well, they are. Everybody brings a little something, and everybody gets in information, and we're all putting it together. Nice. You know, you got a lot of good guests here. Thank you. I've been passing passing your uh, talk to you around to people. Oh, good. I, there's one group that I talk to 
that uh, it's all alien stuff, you know, people taking pictures of UFOs. There's one lady who always sees weird orbs and stuff, and there's a guy in South America who, you know, might have contact with aliens, and he's explaining all kinds of things. Well, there's Stephen Greer, and what's that guy named Bassett, and uh, all those people. I, I follow that stuff. I'm yeah. interested in that. I think the planet is run by aliens, but that's me. Well, see, the what what I've heard is that there was a, a race of aliens that came here and they got stranded. And they like, have like these elongated skulls and they have high IQ and they have been captured and they're being held prisoner, kind of like by the elite. And they're yeah. helping them... Which elite? You know, Which elite are you talking about? Some other alien race or species of elite? Because you surely have yeah, talked about our government, right? They yeah, have, the elites are like, you know, the Rothschilds and, you know, the Warbirds and all these fucking dickheads out here. You know, the Illuminati, the birds, you know, <laughs> Those people who think they run the planet, or they probably have been for the past 2,000 years. But no, let me tell they, you something. They, if, they, if the aliens wanted to, they could you know, annihilate us. Well, yeah, Have that's you seen exactly the video the of the, uh, the, uh, the little UFOs, you know, dismantling or disarming that nuclear missile? Yeah, there was one recently where they blew up a, an asteroid on the way in before it hit the Earth. It was captured on a security camera. Hmm. That was I'll just like two weeks ago. You see, it, it was a, a Pleiades. You see, the, the Pleiades are disarming the nukes there's a race called Arcturians. They're monitoring the volcanoes and the oceans and the earthquakes and the core and everything like that. And then there's there's like 10, 12 different races all flying around here, and they're all helping out. Because back like 6,000 years ago or more, they – see, this is – the planet is like a reformatory planet. Now, they – placed all these ethnicities here from all over the universe. Like, black people are from Syria, and, you know, Chinese people are from different places. And the aliens come back to help boost the the tribes and the cultures and, and get everybody to, you know, work together and try to evolve into, you know, a, a, a new race where we can join the community. Right. Now... What's what's happening is with all these earthquakes and volcanoes is that in 2012, on December 21st, the Earth had made a revolution around the galaxy, and it took 200 million years to go around the galaxy. And when we went, uh, made the revolution, we crossed into the southern hemisphere. So the whole planet is about ready to flip, it's like a pole reversal kind of flip thing, and there's going to be a whole new equator, and it's going to be total destruction. Because most people that are on the planet today aren't really, only about 30% are ready for what they call a level one society where, you know, we can live in harmony and peace and and get along with each other. Horatio Kaku talk about that, the five different levels of humanity, society. Yeah, that's kind of the thing. He says right now we're a zero. We're not even a type one society. Yeah, we're we're kind of like zero plus. 
Yeah, but that's all speculation. That's just one man's opinion, you see. I think, uh, have you ever heard of the simulation theory? Yeah. I mean, I think that makes more sense than anything. That makes the case for God. It makes the case for uh, aliens, you know. I think now that they're like interferers that are coming, that's like, it's like we are so, the original people were so far in advance, they're a thousand years more in advance than we are, to think of what they're capable of doing. And so these little gray aliens they talk about, I come here and they don't talk to anybody, they just sort of, you know, take samples and leave or abduct people. That Those those are like, uh, I mean, who's to say we won't be uh, advanced enough to create a robotic creature like that, that's, you know, bio-robotic, let's say, that comes here and comes back in time every so often to tweak our 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 society, tweak here, a little tweak there, a little tweak here, a little tweak there over time until we get it right, maybe. I mean, I don't know. I like that theory, though. It sounds the most logical well, to me. The simulation yeah. theory, it's by a guy named Nick Bostrom. He's an Oxford University professor. And it was his theory, I guess, but he had gotten it, I think, from someone else also. But there's all kinds of physicists and scientists out there. If you look on um, YouTube, you can hear them. They agree. It's most likely what we're doing, what we're living in. We're all created by somebody, you know, wrote the program, called him God, you know. I mean, who's to say? God created us in, you know, a few days. Okay, maybe he wrote a program. I mean, you know. The thing, the thing about to say God how? Is, I mean, they don't tell us how God did it. The, but now that we are in this uh, stage of humanity and we're learning more and more every day, you know, we can't keep up with the technology. It's just zooming. But who's to say we don't create, you know, simulated societies ourselves, you know, somewhere in the future? There could have been yeah, a million yeah. of them going running side by side right now. And the thing about God, though, is he, he, if God was to create the universe, he couldn't well be from the universe, and he'll be completely disconnected. So you couldn't, like, you know, put him came or, or something what like that. What did say? I mean, when they said God came from the heavens, well, what's up there? Right. But you can't or, be or born planet. from the thing that you create, right? Well, you know, I, no, quite, I mean, we are not the originals. We are fake. God well, is no. the, or the original writer of the code is the real guy and the real society. We're all just simulations right. created well, in his image and so forth. I mean, it's interesting. It's, a, it's something to think about. It's uh, It pisses people off, too, because then they think, well, what, what is this then? This isn't real? Well, yeah, it's real to us. <laughs> you know, we're living in it, but anyway, it's a very deep subject, and I love it, but um, I can't explain quantum theory. I'd love to be able to, but I can't, but it, it well, all makes soon, sense. Soon, but uh, it, you know, we're going to have open contact here pretty soon, next couple months. By the end of the year, we'll, we'll be uh, seeing more and more aliens and people talking to aliens. Okay. So we'll be in, I've, we'll be in I've, seen, right I've seen UFOs 
eight times now, seven or eight times, I think, I started to lose track over my lifetime. And I feel very fortunate to have seen them because I've always questioned everything anyway. But uh, I've never talked to an alien that I know of anyway, you know? Yeah. Well, they're all over the place. They're everywhere. But I don't think they're ever going to talk to us because they're not really, I don't know if they're really aliens. <laughs> I mean, it's with the... <laughs> just an interferer that has been projected back in time or into our timeline. I don't know how to explain it. You know, to make little tweaks here and there to perfect the species in this simulation. The little reptilian guys, there's like tons of different races of those guys. There's brown ones, there's white ones, there's gray ones, there's green ones, there's kinds that breathe underwater. Reptilian did the disclosure project and I saw all the interviews they did and I, be, you know, I believe all those people that, you know, they're they're reputable. They, they're not, you know, flakes. <laughs> right. But see, they don't. They still don't have any authorization to interfere. But they have a contract with the government, and they're building bases on Mars and terraforming Mars. And the the rulers of the world want to go to live on Mars while we do the flip, right? And. I- you know, that's all speculation. It really is. Yeah. You know, when you th- start, you get into the simulation theory and you think about it and you start delving into it and listening to these other scientists. I mean, they, there's this one scientist who's out there on, you can see him on YouTube, and he's a legitimate guy. I like him. He's, he's intelligent. He's not a flake. And he's talking about how there's a, a, an, a an error code built into the fundamentals of our, the basis of our, our reality. It's, it's, he says it's like a web, we're, we're living through a, like a web browser and it's got this self, it's error correcting, self correcting error correction code written into it. It's all ones and zeros, how they measure, I guess, space. Have you ever heard of Nassim Harimane? Um, Nassim, N-A-S-S-I-M-H-E-I-R-I-M-A-N, Harimane. I've seen him. Anyway, he he gets into it, and he can explain it better than I can because he's he's already passed surpassed Einstein. I mean, he's figured out the mathematical equation for space and how big it is. Mm-hmm. Really interesting. They just did a new map of the of the universe. That thing looks well, crazy. I don't I don't necessarily believe what's coming out of the universities. <clears throat> I uh I like these uh these these brilliant guys that are on their own that don't that aren't in the universities. But then I do I like Fred Allen Wolf and I like, you know, Mishu Kaku and, and uh Braden Greg Braden and all these others, they're really good too, and they're they they come out of universities. But Matthew Harriman, they didn't. Yeah, I guess he didn't go through the university like he was supposed to. But the guy's brilliant. Oh my God, he is so brilliant. Look him up. He's on the internet, Nassim Harriman, and he's also mm-hmm. on YouTube. And yeah. I just I could listen to him for hours and hours. Oh, here Charlemagne is saying. Charlemagne Music is saying she met him here in Denver at, oh, fantastic. I met him here in Santa Monica. He was at a uh, 
he had a uh, seminar type thing, symposium or whatever you call it. But <clears throat> anyway, the Bible's been yeah, the Bible's been rewritten so many times. It's other people. It's all these people's versions. So I don't know. Yeah, I think you it was really mainly, look into the look well. Into you've the got past, the Old Testament, you know. which was you know for you know centuries ago, and now you got the New Testament, which is supposed to take care of the more modern people. But I think it's all a means by which to control the population, the people. You know, it's because yeah. Well, I'm, if you need someone else to interpret what you're reading, then you're just asking for trouble. You know. Well, yeah. I mean, if you read it, if you read the Bible. There are parts in it that are hellacious, that, you know, you've got to kill your parents or stone your children. I mean, who the hell is going to do that? That what, what God would say that? I don't believe that the Creator would say that, you know. But <clears throat> who am I, you know? I think the Creator was some kid that wrote code and, and created the Sim City that's uh, so far advanced we could it would take us a thousand years to even comprehend how he did it, or she. But I believe this is all a program. It's, it works for me. It it makes more sense. It, well, it really it could does. very well be. I mean, that's that's what this alien is talking about in in South America. He says uh, there's there's blue beings. They're these light creatures. They're so far advanced, they really, nobody knows even how old they are, but when you die, you go into the aura of the planet, and depending on your uh, vibration of your frequency, there's only two emotions, love and fear, and love is a high vibration and, and fear is a low vibration. We're getting to this level where we're going to be able to be accepted as a viable race, but what happens is you're floating around in this aura, and depending on your vibration, it could be a lot like it is on Earth, where you have to eat and you, you're fighting for food and survival and this kind of stuff. Or you may just be find yourself right at the entrance of where these blue beings are and they rescue you and they give you counseling to, to um, help you remember. But all your past lives, all your memories, everything is all in this, this aura, like fourth dimension kind of deal. And... You can sit there and wait for as long as you want, like for your loved ones or whatever, or you can reincarnate. You go, you find these doors and you go through the door uh, to reincarnate. And there's like, uh, you know, 10 levels. You can go backwards. If you're like level two, you can go backwards and, and become like some super genius, you know, like Einstein and Nikola Tesla. And these people are, are probably very advanced spirits reincarnating here. But the technology is just is so advanced, you can't understand it. You know, I mean, the blue beings are unable to contact us here. But once we, you know, upload into the into the aura, that's where you know. So it very well could be the simulation. There's this woman. Know? Her name is uh, what is her name? Uh, Karen. Oh, I forgot her name. I just had it on the tip of my tongue and I forgot it. Anyway, she's into this. Uh, uh, physics and stuff too and she says that what you see out there there really is no out there out there now explain yeah. that to me yeah, and that is you think there's head. no out yeah. there out everything you see you're perceiving 
our vibrations and frequencies and all like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all in your mind. It's whatever your mind can, you know, can... Uh, whatever resonates. I mean, have you ever seen that video on YouTube of a... Of a uh, it's a glass. It's like a wine glass. And they they it starts vibrating to the, the somebody's playing music, a sound mm-hmm. that you know, shatters the glass. But before yeah. it shatters, it starts to wobble. It looks liquid. Yeah. Yep. Now, isn't that interesting? How could that be liquid when we see it? It's solid. Yeah. But if you have you aim a, 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 a vibration or sound to it it starts to become liquid and malleable. It starts wiggling, and then it finally it shatters. Yeah. That's I think that's so how that guy, uh, Ed Lee Skullman, built the Coral Castle like 50 years ago. He's oh, that 30... was Ed Lee Skullman, yes. Yeah. He was listing 30-ton stones, and he said he I know. figured out he the secret to He had some kind of a the... magnetic device or electromagnetic device well, that... This is what I think he was doing. He would tap the stone and listen to the frequency of its resonance and then match it with with electricity and hertz, you know, and just kind of like electrocute the stones. And by doing that, you would actually like, you know, cut through it or make it soft or, you know, fly around. Nobody can do it. Nobody else can seem to duplicate what he did. Well, nobody does. Nobody's tried that, you know. I mean, if you hit the stone <laughs> with sure. a hammer... Oh, that guy the... Hutchinson. Have you ever seen that guy with his name, Hutchinson? The Hutchinson yeah. effect? Yeah, he makes, like, bowling balls fly around and stuff using yeah. radio. He's yeah, he's got a... He's, he's a brilliant guy. Ugly as sin, but boy, is he brilliant. <laughs> and he can do all kinds of neat stuff. That yeah, they don't make batteries do. out of... I mean, he they made just, a battery uh, out of, like, rocks and sand and crystals, and he just put it all into a tube and... Was lighting and up let me take bowling balls, like you said, and other things. It's amazing. And even little things, a feather, you can love it. <laughs> it's very interesting stuff out there that they never taught us in school, huh? Yeah. You see, Edley Stalin, his theory was that gravity is just magnets because he would look at the clouds and wonder why is it always flat on the bottom, and then he would see two magnets repelling each other, and he figured it out. It's just magnets. You know, what everything. Is gravity. Oh, gravity. Well. Gravity's just magnets. Okay. But. So what, his theory is that when the sunlight comes down and hits the water, like the proton hits the first water molecule and reverses its polarity and it just floats up into the sky. And after that happens all day long, evaporation, you know, it gathers into the clouds. Hmm. Like, well, that's have you ever, yeah, have you ever noticed that all you know, the clouds are always flat on the bottom? Hmm. Um, no, I never really noticed. Yeah. <laughs> like, with the, with the monopolar a magnet that only has one side, like north to south or whatever, depending on what kind of uh, hemisphere you're in, north to south, you know, the water goes down the drain counterclockwise or clockwise, you know. So if it is just magnets with a monopolar uh, magnet, if you can get enough energy going through it, 
you should just be able to take off. But you would need a semiconductor that's that works at room temperature, <clears throat> and you need a ton of electric, of of energy. Okay. Mhm. You want to say something, Donaldson? Got your hand up, Donaldson. Yes, I'm right here. I'm meeting with a friend right now. Can you keep me unmuted? I'll be right back. Well, I'll mute you. Keep your hand up when you're ready. So, anyway, anybody else want to talk about this subject or other subjects? It's fascinating. I love the subject. Yeah, I I should. Uh, I'll email you the link to this community that I've been hanging out in. Okay. I sent a few of them your talk sheet page and tell them to listen to some of the calls because they seem to be interested in, you know, not defending the, defending the tyrants, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, so what do you think? Who's going to win the election, Hillary or what's his name, Trump? Yeah, I don't know. I don't think it matters, really. It seems like they've got Trump under control. He's just going to be another puppet. If he wins, it's because he's under control, uh, like another puppet. I think yeah. she's going to win it. They've got her seated, ready to go. It's her turn. Unfortunately, she's going to destroy everything else, that's whatever's left of this country, sell yeah. it off to the highest bidder, because that's what they do. Northwest California, you've been unmuted. Did you have uh, something to say? Uh, hi, Angela. Hi. Can you, Hi. Can you hear me? Yep. Yeah. This is um yeah, this is E T from Cali and I'm a gypsy truck driver. And I travel around through through these towns and these cities all the time. And um so I'm mostly listening. I usually just listen and I call in and I listen. But tonight I'm I'm sitting here and I, I don't have a I'm not traveling, so I'm able I was able to call in and connect and uh I love. I thank you so much for this forum, this call-in show. It's, oh, you, I've gotten so much great stuff from this call. I'm so glad you to hear you say that. You know, because sometimes I wonder. <laughs> I don't know people. I get a lot of hate mail, so you know. But I know those people are the quad losers and the IRS people and whatever. But. Huh. I keep plugging away because I like learning stuff, and I I figured you guys do too. So I'll keep at it. Yeah, well, Clint uh, Richardson would say that um, whoever, um, whichever candidate, presidential candidate, has the most royal blood, it, um, will be the winner of the election. That is, you are one hundred percent correct. Who said that? Richardson? Clint Richardson. Who? Yeah. Clint, uh, Clint Richardson? Oh, yeah, definitely. I agree with him because that's the way it always works out. You know, they're all related. Yeah. Uh, some people think, like, I was listening to RBN today, and, like, I think uh, John Stottmuller, they, they think that uh, they were thinking that uh, Trump was going to win. Um, that I, does Trump, to me, did, does Trump seem to you like, a guy who's going to be reading from teleprompters and stuff, like, or, you know, he seems more like a take-charge kind of guy. Like, he's not that kind of guy to me. 
Yeah, I don't know. You know, all I know is what I see him on the, you know, the TV. I don't know him personally. I, I mean, I saw yeah. it was him. He was donating hundreds of thousands of dollars to the Clinton campaign when they were running. So, you know, they're all two-faced as far as I'm concerned. No, that's ridiculous. That's funny. I have a, a quote I could I'd like to share. It's okay. By, um, it's by um, that famous poet, American poet um, Thomas. Um, who was it? Um, the Le- he wrote a book called Leaves of Grass. He, he was a poet, um, and he wrote it. This came from Leaves of Grass, I think. He said to the states, to the states, or any one of them, or any city of the states, resist much. Obey little. Once unquestioning obedience, once fully enslaved, once fully enslaved, no nation, state, city of this earth ever afterward resumes its liberty. I hope it's wrong. Yep. Yeah, I, I, yeah, it's just, yeah, that was, uh, I wish I could remember his name, but he's a, a famous poet. I think he was gay, too. Some people say he was gay. Uh, if I can remember his name, he was from the 1800s. And, uh, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. But anyway, yeah. I hope he's wrong. Because we're going to go full communist with Hillary Gibson I'm getting to a quiet place. And I have some information about termination of judgment without termination of prosecution without judgment regarding criminal procedure. Give me two when seconds. When do you think you'll be at a quiet place? What? When do you think you'll be at a quiet place? Two seconds. Okay. Right, like right now. Is that okay? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let me grab the uh, paperwork here. So, it's in my back pocket. So, I went to the law library. This is Donaldson here in Northern California. Everyone knows Donaldson. If you don't, I'm just um, a guy that hobbyist. I, I've taken up the law study because I had some family issues, but then I decided to go that extra mile and, and basically commit to, to comprehending the legal system fully instead of just working on my own specific issues. Um, one, one thing I came across recently is Criminal Law, Procedure, and Practice, page, 100, page 728, Termination of Prosecution Without Judgment. And you're, I think you guys, since you're such an educated audience, most, you're probably going to be familiar with most of what I have to say already. But this will help to... Um, I guess concur and and really con- confirm things for you. So the first part says uh, there are a number of means by which a criminal prosecution may be terminated permanently or temporarily, okay, without a conviction or a non-guilty jury verdict. This chapter will discuss some of them and give an overview of the others discussed in greater detail elsewhere. Blah blah blah. 
And then it actually goes into like the action, then the deadline, and the authority. So it gives a table, and it has it in rows, vertical rows of three, three rows. On the left is action, in the middle is deadline, and on the right is authority. So the action motion for probable cause determination for defendant in custody charged with misdemeanor, right, um, is the deadline is in open court at time of defendant's first appearance, okay? And that's under the penal code in California of section 991. And it, it says here that a second dismissal based on no probable cause is actually a bar to further prosecution. Then it goes on to the second action, which states that it, it's a demur. So a demur, apparently in California, demurs are still valid. In open court is the deadline before the plea is entered, okay, unless court allows it to be made at a later time. I think that's crucial, okay, guys, because that has something to do with, guys and gals, it has something to do with, um, like, say, the judge, say, uh, postponing, you know, say he's overriding your, you know, not wanting to enter a plea or anything like that. Well, later on, you have a motion. There's this thing called a motions trial that you can actually have so that you can have your, you know, your motions heard, you know, and you can possibly get your case dismissed. And so just because a, um, an administrative adjudicator overrides your, your initial challenge to the jurisdiction doesn't mean that you cannot have it still heard at a later date. And it says it right here in open court before plea, right? is entered unless court allows it to be made at a later time and usually in the court rules they, they do allow for the for the motions hearing and that that authority is P, penal code uh, 1003 and 1004 i'm going to skip all this the, the the entire chart because there's all these different things and i i just want to read the details you guys i, I want to get to the good stuff okay so Here's, here, here goes discharge. This is important. Discharge for failure to initiate prosecution. If there is no complaint on file, at the date and time a defendant has been cited to appear in court, the defendant is entitled to a discharge from custody, bail, or own recognizance obligations for, for failure to initiate prosecution. Such discharges are not dismissals as defined by Penal Code 1387. The statute of limitations continues to run until a complaint or an indictment is filed. Now, this is just California law, but the thing that I thought that was important about that last point about discharge was that it said such discharges are not dismissals, right? And that the statute of limitations continues to run, which means if you get your stuff discharged, that doesn't mean it's dismissed and they could pick up the case at a later date. Can you send me a copy of that? Do you have that electronic fee? Uh, oh, yeah. I got it in front of me right now. I'm reading it. It's in, it's in writing. I can take a picture right now and put it in the chat room if you want. But, I mean, I'd rather... Yeah, let me let me do that. But what in the chat room? Well, I, I'll post a link to the image that I take a picture okay. of right now. What I do okay. is I put that in my my Google Drive right away. Well, can you just, um, but when you say you're going to put a link to it, is that in a Google Drive thing? Is that what you're talking about? Do you not use Gmail? No, I do not use Gmail. Uh -uh. Okay. 
Well, I actually, yeah, what I would give you in the chat room would be a link to a photo or an, a scan that I would take using Google Drive. So I use Google. So I have a drive, basically, right? And there's a, you know, if I scan this document, like right now, I'm just going to scan it for you. So you'll see what I'm reading. Do I have to jump through hoops to get to see it or what? Hell no. No, you don't. All I'm going to do is save it, and then I'm going to share the link right now in the in the chat room, okay? That's Just scan cool. it real quick and then load it into the chat room. It's really beautiful. The technology is great. I know. I love it. It really is great. Um, so here I go with the share. And so this way you can be following along with me here. Share link is now enabled, it states. Donaldson's analysis coming to you live on Angela's show from Northern California. Hold on. That's noise. One sec. Uh, okay, here I go. Posting the link, you guys. Boom. There it is. All right. So, regarding discharge for a defendant to testify for prosecution or defense, it states, a defendant in a criminal action is a competent witness for himself or herself or... Okay, I got... Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Now, what? I put this in. Oh, what? maybe... Uh, wait. What happened? The link. I put it in. Let me see. Hold on a second. I think yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Let me know what's up. Words? Is there? It's not working. If you click on the link, it should it should work fine. Let me let me make sure that it's okay because sometimes the link does I think act word a little. Well, is you shouldn't have the word well in there, which is in the beginning. That is what I put in there in the beginning. So if you have that, that's what just disregard the word well. It still doesn't work. What? I took it out. It still doesn't work. I'm just sh all I'm doing is sharing an image with you. Let me let me do it again. Not I'll copy to the I clicked on the link. I put it in here and it's not working. Oh, that's strange. That is really strange. Let me okay, do it again. Here we go. There you go. For you, your Angela. Search did not, your search did not match any document. Try it again. Uh, Did you just try it again? says that it works, but... Um, copy. Try this. We have to move forward. A defendant oh, yeah, in a criminal hard. action is a competent that witness works. for himself. So, again, a defendant in a criminal action is a competent witness for himself or herself or for a co-defendant, but, check this out, you guys, may not be called as a witness without his or her consent. That's, that's from the evidence code, California Evidence Code, Section 930, and the case that backs that up is People v. Haldeen, H-A-L-D-E-E-N, 1968-267-CA-2D-478. And it says, before charging, if the prosecution wishes to compel a potential defendant to testify in a co-defendant's case, it may refrain from filing a criminal uh, complaint against the defendant, either by granting immunity, right, or by assisting with a civil resolution instead of filing a criminal complaint. Uh, that's uh, California Civil Code of Procedure 33. 
When the defendant has been charged, the prosecution may request immunity under Penal Code 1324 felony or Penal Code 1324.1 misdemeanor or request discharge of a co-defendant during trial. Uh, hold on one second. During trial before the defense has presented its case. Uh, that's, so the court may discharge a defendant during trial because of insufficient evidence so that the defendant may be a witness for his or her co-defendant. A court's action under, penal, under the penal code is an acquittal of the defendant's discharge and is a bar to another prosecution for the same offense. The acquittal achieved uh, the acquittal achieved under these provisions is not, however, an adjudication that the defendant is not guilty of the crime charged. Uh, see people had in 1947, 79CA 2D 635. I wanted to, I rushed it because I wanted to get to the next part. Civil compromise. And it's talking about misdemeanor cases, and I think this is something that everyone deals with. And that is, is it says this, when the victim of a misdemeanor offense has a civil remedy, when the victim of a misdemeanor offense has a civil remedy, the court has the discretion to order the prosecution stayed and the defendant discharged by following the procedures outlined in Penal Code 1377 through 1379. See Hoynes v. Barney's Club, Incorporated, 1980. And then it says, a county may be considered an injured party under the civil compromise statutes. That's from People v. Strub, 1975, 49. CA3D sub 1. I think that's an important place to stop for a second and just mention the fact that the Angela, have you do you know when you're talking about fiction and nonfiction, right? That when they're saying that a county may be considered an injured party, right? They're saying that the fiction can be considered to be injured. Is that what you interpret that to mean? So we're on the same page? That's what it looks like to me, yeah. Ah, that's, it's kind of irritating if a county can be considered to be an injured party. Well, it's um, like the same thing as a person or, you know, a corporation. It's a corporation, right? Right. The entire body politic is like one person. So this, is, this brings up this one point that I think is so important. Everybody, listen. You yourself embody the entire potential of the of the whole body politics. You could step up and make a claim for someone who doesn't have knowledge. Like if I, since I have knowledge of correct sentence structure, I could come in as a third party, you know, and make a claim that this, this over here, yada yada, is a fraud because of such and such, you know? Well, this, is under, well, this is under the civil compromise statute. So I it's just the first, yeah, it's just the first paragraph of that. And I was talking about a county being 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 considered to be the injured party. And if that means county if may that's be true, considered the injured party under the civil compromise statute. Right, right, so under the civil compromise statutes. I have to read that. I don't even know what that entails. And they, what they do is they give a, a statute citation, and they also give a case law citation back-to-back -back for each point that they're making within this expose. 
so the the most recent one that I that I mentioned was a county may be considered the injured party. That comes from People v. Strub, S-T-R-U-B, 1975, 49, C-A, 3-D, SUP, 1. It says here, and the rules on civil compromise are as follows. Did you read that part? I haven't read it. Go ahead. Civil compromise is unavailable for the following violations. Offenses committed against a peace officer while executing the duties of his or her office. Um, Riotously with an intent to commit a felony, right? Offenses committed in violation of a court order as described in penal code, blah, blah, blah. Uh, certain exceptions as set out in blah, blah, blah. Offenses committed in domestic violence matter by or on a family or household member or another person when the violation involves a person described in family code, blah, blah, blah. On an elder in violation of blah, 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 right? On a child described in blah, blah, blah. And then it goes on to say there is no requirement in the penal code that the prosecutor join in a civil compromise. Um, so, and then it goes, note, there is a division of authority on whether hit and run cases may be compromised under penal code, you know, blah, blah, blah. But you can look at the case law for the link, you know. Okay, guys, uh, to, the, uh, to the actual case and go Google Scholar that. But I think, I think that um, the, the, the point, right, to the whole entire uh, civil compromise and that the, the, the reason why the prosecutor would not be able to jump in there is because that would be, that's the government, the, you know what I mean? And the civil is, is more of a private thing, you know? It's a contract issue. And so the civil compromise is like a plea bargain, just kind of putting that out there, okay? Moving forward. By the way, any questions? Oh, I saved this. Any questions? Any uh, I don't. I don't see any. I, I've got to look. Anybody have take, any questions? Yeah. Press R eight. So when the dismissal, let's see. Uh, I wanted to get past all those civil compromises, and when, and basically it was saying that what a civil compromise is not available for are, you know, some pretty heavyweight offenses. Um, but I mean, like, if I was pr asking for probable cause from a police officer, that's that's more like an infraction than a misdemeanor. You know, it's not really stopping and asking police for probable cause for detaining someone is not a misdemeanor. Okay, that's an infraction. I'm, I mean, unless of course they consider that to be interrupting, you know, interrupting in the performance of the functions of, of the public office, right? But then it's going to come down to whether or not, under the California statutes, right, whether or not the people can trump the agency or not, whether or not the, the, the people have to waive their sovereignty for one of the agencies. And, of course, that agency would be the municipality, and the police department is merely the representative of the people out here. It's the, they sit here and represent the whole body politic and give equal protection to everybody. <sighs> It's it's kind of a sick, twisted game that they that they have here. Um, I'm moving I'm moving forward because this is it's taking forever. Um, it, it says here that the court may not reduce a felony to to a misdemeanor. Okay, and and then order it dismissed. 
okay, under the civil compromise statutes without the prosecution's consent unless the court has found the defendant had no felonious intent. So that's a really good thing when we're dealing with mens rea. If you guys, you know what mens rea is, it has to do with intention. And so if you had no felonious intent and you got evidence of that, then that could basically allow for a civil compromise in a situation where you're being charged with a felony, okay? The victim, here's another one. Oh, by the way, that was People versus Moulton. People versus Moulton, 1982, okay? 131 CA 3D sub 10, and also People versus Strupp. Next, the victim must appear in court and acknowledge that he or she has received satisfaction for the injury. Some judges do not require the victim's presence. If there is some proof of the agreement, such, ah, oh, that's so beautiful. If there is some proof of the agreement, such as a declaration or affidavit of the prosecutor's representation that he or she has talked with the victim, either the defense of the victim must pay the costs, either the defense or the victim must pay the cost of the prosecution. Next, the reason for the compromise must be recorded in a minute order. It is insufficient to have the court's explanation only in the reporter's transcript. In People v. Moulton, the court recommended the trial court consider the following issues in deciding whether to exercise its discretion to dismiss after a civil compromise. Whether the criminal violation is coextensive with the civil injury, whether the injury to the public is fully vindicated and by a private settlement, and whether the victim's agreement to settle is voluntary. Note, it is a crime to condition settlement of a civil claim on the non-prosecution of a criminal action, Penal Code 153, People v. Pickle, P-I-C apostrophe L, 1982, 31C3D, 731. Felony cases. The prosecution may assist in a civil resolution of any crimes against property that could be charged under Penal Code 450-593 instead of filing a complaint. Included in these crimes are arson, burglary, forgery, grand theft, embezzlement, extortion, insurance crimes, let's see, insurance crimes, and several other felonies. Now, here's the demur. A demur is a legal objection to the, sufficient, to the sufficiency of a pleading. I've been drinking. A demur is a legal objection to the sufficiency of a pleading, attacking what appears on the face of the document. Okay, so that's pretty cool right there. Now, I heard Bill, Bill Thornton say that demurs were abolished, Angela. Have you heard the same thing? What? Did what you hear that abolished? demurs were abolished? Yeah. Um, no, I've heard that uh, the judges, they don't use them here in California very much. Or do they? Well, according to this... Uh, this is now, this is a California second dis. Oh God, I have to tell you this while I'm thinking about it. Did you guys know that district court decisions are not binding in other districts? In other words, if you're trying to use a case as precedent, right? Make sure that that case is not a district court case decision, because if it is, it's most likely going to get totally ignored. Okay. 
Supreme Court decisions get followed, but district courts do not, okay? Lower court case decisions will get followed, actually, before district courts decisions will get followed. I do have the information for that. I just have to stop what I'm doing now and look it up, but I'm not willing to actually shift gears at this time. Uh, so back to the demur. A demur is a legal objection to the sufficiency of a pleading attacking what appears on the face of the document. That's from People versus Hale. So if you can attack what's on the face of the document, I think that certainly you could attack the words. And that brings me to my other information regarding the quantum grammar claim that I've always been on about. And I highly recommend people remember the parts of speech and how quite literally that everyone on this call was taught about the, the separate parts of speech when they were in elementary school. If you didn't get your, your, your um, high school diploma, I'm sorry, go get your GED understand the parts of speech, and then you can make a claim for correct sentence structure. But until you, until you remember that you were already taught this stuff, you're probably going to think it's, it's way beyond, and it's much, much, much too much to learn. So correct sentence structure is a complete conspiracy theory if you think it's too much to learn about what you already know. Um, but point being is that if, you, if you're willing to argue right, that uh, or object, at least, to the sufficiency of a pleading and basically attack what appears on the face of the document, then you would be in harmony with People versus Hale uh, from 1965, which is 232 CA2D112. And then it goes on to state that the demur must be made in open court before a plea is entered, okay? Before a plea is entered, unless the court allows it to be made at a later time. So, again, it comes back. Have you guys ever, Angela, have you ever seen the gecko video the, with the gecko that challenges jurisdiction? The gecko? Yeah. Really? So cute. This little gecko, right? He, like, gives you this 10-minute tutorial on how to challenge jurisdiction. You never watch it? I'm so surprised. I've never seen it, but I will look it up. It's not going to say gecko video. Oh, it isn't. What is it going to say? If you let me see, I think it might actually state how to how to challenge jurisdiction and beat any case. Let me let me let me look that up real quick because I want to share the link with you guys. But pretty much, it's this information that I just went and copied right from the library copy machine with quarters that I use that I got from window cleaning. You take that information and compare it with the information that I got from the YouTube video with the gecko in it talking about challenging jurisdiction, and it pretty much matches 100%. Because it, it's basically saying, be, do not enter a plea. When you, when you enter a plea, you, you're, you're losing your opportunity to, st to state that there's a, a problem or some sort of fallacy with the writing, the document, or, you know, or some, some other thing, you know? You're giving up your demur. So possibly Bill Thornton was saying that the demur is abolished because maybe he didn't see that people are absolutely waiving that, you know, unintentionally. Um, Just looking at a page with a sentient put in a link to, it says here, judge rules. Administrative court system illegal after 81 years. 
Yeah. You want to read it? Because I would really love to hear more about that. Let me mute myself out here. Just um, click on the link or copy it and paste it into a thing. It's Judge Mary Jo White. It says here, former U.S. Attorney, New York, head of the SEC. Well, it has been a long time coming, but all along there have been discussions behind closed doors, never in public, that the administrative law courts established with the New Deal were totally unfounded and unconstitutional. Yet with the anniversary of the Magna Carta and the right to a jury trial coming up on June 15th after 800 years, the era of Roosevelt's big government is quietly unraveling. Federal judge's ruling, wait one second, I have to mute you out because uh, I'm getting all kinds of big noise. Um, I'm already muted. You okay, mute, there's somebody else doing it. It's Northwest California. Can you mute yourself out for a second, Northwest California, because you're unmuted. Thank you. Let me just read a little bit more of this. Okay, where was I? Um, <clears throat> federal judge's ruling against the Securities and Exchange Commission for using its own administrative law judges in an insider trading case is perhaps the beginning of the end of an alternative system of justice that took root in the New Deal. Mm-hmm. Boy, you were hearing a lot of noise. No, that's me. I just unmuted. Okay, well, mute yourself back out. All right. Are you done reading? No, I'm not. No, I'm not. <laughs> Constitutionally, the socialists for everything about the idea of a democracy apart. It was more than taxing one party to the cheers of another in denial of equal protection. It was about creating administrative agencies, one, delegating them to create rules with the force of law as if passed by Congress, sanctioned by the people. Two, the creation of administrative courts that defeated the tripartite government structure, usurping all power into the hand of the executive branch as if this were a dictatorship run by the great horde of unelected officials. It goes on. I'll let you guys read it yourself if you want to. Um, The link is in the chat uh, if you need to search for it. Well, it's on, um, let's see here www.armstrongeconomics.com. Just uh, do a search on that page for Judge Rules Administrative Court System Illegal After 81 Years. Or you can just... Well, do you know what he was ruling on? He was not ruling on local municipalities and their administrative functions illegal. He was ruling on... um, like, uh, you know, let's just say like PG&E or someone like that could set up their own administrative body, right, to make sure that you pay your bill, right? Well, whatever they set up, that's, that's, not, that's not a real court. That's administrative. That's an administrative proceeding to make sure that, you know what I mean? And it's a complete hoax. You know, to propagate yourself as government when you're really not, that's a fraud. And a lot of people have have been doing just that and I think that that's what that ruling is pertaining to but there's another side of corporate government besides the you know giving giving out the work to private contractors 
and that is that the, the, the corporation of the people, when the people actually get together and form a body politic, that's also a type of corporation. Okay, it's just a, it's just not a, it's a non-commercial corporation, and that still requires administrative procedures, but they should be under common law and not under commercial procedures, right? You get what I'm saying? I was muted out. Sorry. Well, there's a lot of commercial confusion regarding. I guess, you know, like the government. It, well, I like the, the. Did you hear what I said about the ruling and why the ruling was, what it was pertaining to? It's really pertaining to like, you know, Joe Blow Schmo ABC Company, you know, that's doing the work for the city, you know, want, you know, or whatever. It has their own tribunal, right? And they and they send you a letter. Right, and then you just go ahead and show up, right? Because it's it looks official or whatever, you know. You know, it's PG and E or something like that, you know. Uh, let's see, uh, uh, what's another one? What's another big one, right? That that people are really used to, yeah. Angela. Huh? Donaldson. What's another big corporation that is being franchised out, you guys? What what corporations are not being franchised out? We're all franchised. That's I'm using vague. a weird phone that I have to mute myself out so that you don't hear me making noise. So don't ask me any questions because I have to keep muting okay. <laughs> okay, so I'm not here to argue with, with anybody. Monsanto. But the uh, I was say, the, the fact States, that they're go ahead. I'm gonna mute. The United States is is being franchised. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Northwest um, California has been, been unmuted, and you keep putting your hand up. I don't understand why. Oh, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. Hey, uh, uh, yeah, Donaldson, these, these courts are now all code and rule pleading courts. And so you have to, if you plead not guilty, how are you supposed to plead a negative? How are you supposed to prove a negative? Can you hear me? I can hear you. All right, give me one sec. Uh, I'm going to answer your question real quick. Uh, okay. How am I supposed to? You don't. What do you? What's your question? How do you plead a negative? Yeah, just, if you can have you, to make, more, more clear? you can't plead innocent. You can't say I plead innocent. You can only and how how do you prove innocent? Right. Well, the way to do it is to actually counterclaim. You don't have to prove a negative, but if you don't actually come in and challenge the 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 jurisdiction with. Uh, like a valid claim, you know, like in, in the, you know, what's interesting about the, the validity of the claim is, is also the procedures. And because Congress doesn't have to stick to one, one particular procedure, shit rolls downhill and local municipalities generally don't do the same thing either. 
But to answer your question, uh, I don't think it's it's possible to prove a negative because there's nothing but positive energy in the world. Go ahead. Hey, hey, can I uh, can I make one point, guys? And you guys can all listen to this. It's very important. Okay, we are the ones who can who can, uh, can walk into any federal court or any other court in this country on any charge and declare sovereign immunity under the Foreign Sovereignty Immunities Act and walk out a free man a few minutes. You guys think about that and look that up, would you please? Thank you. Yeah, I'll look that okay. up. Yeah, I'll look okay. it up right now. Well, I'm not foreign. I'm actually an American national. Uh, if you look at their system, aren't you? Aren't you? I mean, I don't. I don't look at natural law the way that other people do. You know, because I don't want natural natural law necessarily all the time. Because I mean, natural law involves getting eaten by lions. <laughs> I'm well, if I'm a, if I'm trying to be a lamb in life and re, be humble, I don't want to get eaten by lions. You know, and that's natural he, law. So what, what's point, up? I think what his point was was that United States is the foreigners. So when you walk into a United States court, you're the foreigner. So you you can. He's got a point with the sovereign immunity thing. Well, okay. Well, my main problem with his point is that it was such a. Uh, like broad statement that it didn't leave very much room for specificity so it was it's like if he could tell me more that would be great and how i can use it on the local level that's great or how do you do how are you doing that how are you saying you're 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 coming into the court you know on, on at the local level and even though you live in the community and affect every person in that community by being there Right now, all of a sudden, you're not under their jurisdiction. How does that work? You tell me. You're in. You get what I'm saying. You you cannot just say, "Hey, look, I'm not under your jurisdiction." Right? Because in your community, you're there. You're physically there, and what you do affects other people. You have a community. And if you know anything about who you are, you have your wits about you, and so you're kind of responsible, too. You have responsibility, you know? So, <laughs> I mean, I'm willing to be a member of the community, you know, as long as my fundamental rights are not violated, you know? Uh, other things, I think, are kind of movable, you know? There are, there are some things that are movable, you know? So it just depends on the circumstance, sir. That's a good answer for your question. Well, that, the way I'm thinking is that the United States is a corporation. And it's no different from Walmart of Orlando being the United States of America. The only way Walmart of Orlando can have jurisdiction, it doesn't matter if you're in the store, in the parking lot, walking around, they can't come out and, and enforce their employee code book on you just for being in the store or in the parking lot. You're, you're within their claimed 
designated territory, but you're still not an employee. Excuse me, guys. How can you live in a city, a county, a state? I don't know. I, I can't live outside my body or I'd be dead. I mean, come on, guys. This is Panhandle, Texas. I mean, come on. we got to know that we can't oh, live anywhere. We can't go anywhere. We can only be at some place. We can't be in anything. Hello. Hello. Did I get muted? No. no can you guys hear me okay? I got muted, too. No, you didn't get muted. You aren't muted. I heard you. What the hell happened? Okay, I'm just talking to myself, sorry. But what about <laughs> you could be inside a house? You cannot. How can 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 I be part of a tree? Can I be part of a house? Can I be in the parking lot? Oh, I didn't lot? say part of it. I said no, inside. No, I can only be at you can be that under, location. You can be in a tent. I can't be in that you location. You can be in a house. You can be in how a can room. You be in a location. How can you be How can you be in a house? I don't understand. I'm I mean, in my house right above. now. How's that no, work? you're at your house. You can't live outside your body or you'd be dead. Sorry. I My body is inside this house right now. It's covered. Okay, then the you're room. at a location. I have many locations where I walk upon this earth, okay? I walk in Oklahoma, Nebraska, Colorado, Maryland, very many places. But am I always, am I in there? No. I can't live outside no place. Am I in a federal zone? No, I'm never in a federal zone. I can't live in a federal zone because why? How can you live in a federal zone? You can't live on federal territory. Okay? But the problem is people think that they're part, they're a citizen of the United States. How can you be a citizen of the United States? Has anybody ever looked that up? Find well, out. you know what? It's yeah, yeah, we have we watched it. all our lives into, you know, using that they, uh, Yeah, they terminology. taught us that dumb stuff. They taught us that ignorant stuff. Yeah, well. But until we get smart and come out into the open and hear the truth, we, we're going to be dumb. Well, you know, unless everybody stops going to the public pool system and listening to the TV, I don't think so. it's going to happen anytime soon. Well, I mean, you know, if you if you want to be part of that system, that's fine. It's like old Carl Carl Lentz says, you can be for for you can be part of that forty nine percent that self governs, or you can be part of that fifty one percent that is governed by the government. The government didn't create me. That's for darn sure. I got a federal judge that said, "Hey, we didn't create you. Sorry. There you go. You worked for me." I created the government, okay? You work for me. You're an employee. You're mm-hmm. a low man on the totem pole. If I don't want to be part of that system, do I have to be? Nah. I can out. I can say, no, I, I'm not going to be part of that any system that you guys are right. running. Any scam that you're running. No. I'm a no, he's right, foreign dude. sovereign, okay? And I can use but, the foreign sovereigns. But you act. don't have to say that. Yo, what you're saying, you don't have to sit here and say, oh, I'm a foreign sovereign. You can just say, I don't consent. That's why they made that word. That's I right. Do not you can say, hey, I'm not part of that. I'm sure there's someone out there by that name, but I'm not that guy. You got right. the wrong so, guy. So, so the, okay. I know you want everyone what to look at the do, Foreign Sovereign Immunities Act, but hey, let me ask you. What they do, listen to this. Okay, what they do, if you've ever received anything from the court, the city, the mm-hmm. county, 
the state. It's all in capitalized letters. It's never in one capitalized uh, and then all lowercase and the other capitalized. That's not correct. No, it's not wrong. Is, it's not correct. That, no, that's totally incorrect. What are you talking about? That's correct. Okay. Yeah. Give me 10 I'm a seconds. citizen to a family. I'm not a citizen to the United States. I'm not a citizen to the state of Texas. <laughs> I'm not a citizen to the damn county. I'm none of that. But until you can so understand, so you can walk in the right? court and you can say, hey, I control this court. This is my court. This is where the people does business. I'm one of the people. Are you refusing me access to this court? This Hold on. You're court. arguing a lot of points, sir, and I want to address one simple point that you brought okay, up. Go okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Go and ahead. That, go ahead. That is the all-caps issue that you mentioned a second ago. Yeah. Now, have you ever have you ever filed uh, or applied for an apostille from the I don't Secretary even know what the hell that is. I couldn't tell you. I don't oh. know what that is. Okay. No. You know, I well, don't know what that is. No. An apostille is nothing more than an authentication of a, a notary seal at the county level. So let's say I go to a notary and I get an authentication uh, of the notary seal at the county. Well, who's going to authenticate the county seal, right? Well, the state does. The state comes in and they authenticate the, the seal, Okay of the notary at your county level. And they they do it for various reasons, but what I used was the apostille when I made an ID for myself, okay, because I didn't want to use the state ID. What I got back from the state was pretty interesting because the letter addressed was addressed to all caps Jeremiah Jean Guthrie, but then because that's my name. And then it was addressed to lowercase, Miss, you know, Miss, you know, hello, Mr. Guthrie, you know, hello, you know. They addressed me in lowercase whenever they used my name in the writing, you know. So within, within the same sentence, they were addressing the, the all caps and addressing me. So the point you're bringing up is valid, but the only thing I would like to delineate one fine point about it, and that is that it it is your name, okay? If you don't want the name, that's fine. Someone else will probably come along and take it, but it is your name. I would never go in there and say, I am the name. Like I had someone show me a document that they had recently on it, and someone was requesting specific information. They wanted this person in their FOIA request, right, to actually say the word, I am such and such, you know, and the name, follow the name, basically. I am the name, right? Well, I don't believe I am my name. I believe that that is my name. You know what I'm saying? That it's not, <laughs> that's a big difference, you know, then, so you either, you either want to be associated with your property or you do not. There is there is a very you know do you see the the potential for mistakes right there? I, I don't know I don't uh, you lost me back there when you try to start talking about uh, not uh, to uh, accepting that all capitalized name you lost me there I mean you really did you just the, lost the me. point is that I the mean, secretary I, of not. state the secretary of state may 
sent me a letter, and they, they used the all caps on top to address the legal name, and then when they were addressing me as a man, they actually wrote in lowercase. So within the same letter, you have an example of the uppercase, and then the all lower, you know, lowercase with the, with the uh, capitalist diminutive, okay? I have no idea what you're talking about. If you wish to be controlled by the government, that, that's your oh wish. Oh, my God. Look, bud, you don't know what you're talking about. You are that's your so wish. Asleep. You can be controlled by anybody. I mean, that's fine if that's what you oh, wish. Oh, man. You know? I don't wish right. to be controlled by anyone. You know? I, I don't wish to not, be controlled I don't by anyone. Donaldson I'm here now. What's up, bud? Representative. Because you can be an representative to the all-caps name. And that's and that, that all-caps name is actually what government owns. They, they we're not government, but they own that all-caps name. And when, and when we don't, you know, like you said, as long as we got a game... You're cutting in and out, you know. Oh. Look, you got to have something when you go into that courtroom. You better have some kind of knowledge about this stuff. Or, or you I don't know how that right. court works. That's the best I, point I've heard all night. Point. That's the best point I've heard all night. Everybody listen to that guy's last point. You have to have some little bit of knowledge about anything associated with this shit. If you don't, you're going to be screwed. You can have quantum grammar knowledge. You can have knowledge about the name. You can have knowledge about administrative agencies. There's a lot of different remedies. But I think the biggest thing is going to be that they don't have to stick to any one particular procedure. And so why do you? If Congress doesn't have to stick to procedures because they can make rules at their whim, why do you have to stick to any particular one statute or rule? Why don't you create your own rules and start your own course? You yeah, there you go. All yeah, right, that's, that's what you do. Let's let's end it with that. We've gone over two okay, hours. Yeah. First hour, I'm sorry, I couldn't get connected. Thank um, you. It's already. You guys all check that Foreign Immunities Act out. It's Foreign Sovereignty Immunities Act. Check Foreign it out. Sovereign Immunities Act. Okay. Check it out. Read that right. thing. Thank you. No disrespect, sir. I do. I do appreciate you coming on. I appreciate the feedback. You are very inspirational. I uh, I get excited about this stuff. I don't mean you any harm or offense. Okay. Yeah. So no, God bless no you, offense. sir. It's all good. We're here yeah, to learn. It's all good. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you for participating in our call. I appreciate you guys coming on. Um, uh, I wish uh, I would have had the first hour on like supposed to. Next week, next Thursday, we're going to have uh, Steve Emerson from Florida. He's uh, the guy that talks about how to get your property off the tax rolls. And uh, we'll have a good call next week. Everybody have a great weekend. I love you all. Take care of each other, and we'll see you next time. Yeah. Was I boring? What? Was I boring you? No, you never bore me. Okay. I just want to make sure I'm, I'm, I'm still exciting at some point. No, I'm, I'm not, I don't care about that. You have but as well, to come up with some great in. information. No, I've got the link to that. I've got to right save on. that uh, page. So, Hey, send me an email at Donaldson. 
uh, Donaldson at Nico N E K O two dot net, right? And I'll I'll, I'll uh, if you send me an email. Type it uh, if you chat. send me an email, I will. If you send me an email, though, I will take pictures of this entire chapter of terminating uh, prosecution without judgment. I'll take oh, uh, so, and I'll send the whole thing to you. So send me an email for sure, okay? Thank you very much. Thank you. But type it in here because I couldn't. My speaker on this phone is it sucks, so I couldn't understand what you were saying. So if you type it in, I would be grateful. Hey, Angela. Yeah. Uh, thanks for the call tonight, and, and oh, you have a good night. Thank you. You too. I wish it was uh, longer. We only got a, an hour and 24 minutes, rec- well, recorded, actually. But um, next week, it, I promise it'll be better, and we'll get the full two hours, if not more, and, and it'll be entertaining as usual. <laughs> All right, good night, everybody. Good night. Thanks, Angela.